How's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And we're in such a light, fun, good mood because of the movie. Because of what I didn't even, I didn't know what you were doing. I just followed I along. Just, but I, I well, I was leading I was doing it in a way that is not necessarily the typical way to maybe subvert the audience's expectations. You should have just the to match the tone of the movie, you should have yelled the last word. No. <laughs> you stay calm for most of it hey, and then you I love, flip out you right at the end. Violently uh, yelled. Yeah. Uh, before we, before your we get fake to that, scream though, is so good. I don't like. I, I don't know what it is about the pitch or like the tamp, like where it is on the like audio spectrum, but it's not loud, but it feels loud. You know what I mean? It's yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, I do actually the lower pitched version of my Toad scream, the way that he screams in Mario Kart. So that's where that comes from. Thank you for the insight. <laughs> um, a few mentions uh, before yes. we get started. One that we both watched together we actually. Watched it. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Man. That is nowhere. You yes, have to rent that one. Yeah, with your dollars. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I had read the book for that, and I really wanted to watch it. And yeah. enough people just like I, I mentioned it as a joke. I think because we were joking we were about doing, people getting smaller. We were doing a bit that, about that TV show with Jason Siegel called Shrinking about him being like a quote unquote shrink. And we improved uh, it by constantly discussing the idea that every episode he gets a little bit smaller. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. So that's not what the concept is. Like, tell me yeah. that you, whether you want to watch him as a therapist or as him getting slightly smaller. Getting smaller every time. Every time. There's no, there's no, no discussion. Yeah, what, what, what sounds more interesting? <laughs> Would you like? So I finally got everybody to watch The Incredible Shrinking Man with me, yeah. and it was fucking awesome. Shouts um, out uh, Stephen King for the recommendation, movie wise. Right? Yes, he recommended me the book and the and the movie Ooh, originally from his good. 1980s book Dance Macabre is his covering of the horror genre at that time so he he really out is like he has a list of like the movies to watch yeah um from back then it's mostly like uh 50s and 60s and some 70s movies like yeah for a couple sure. 80s in there but those if you want to find the absolute best fucking old-timey movies that there are the, that they're there yeah, i've it's really good never been so unbored by old movies like, <laughs> And you're Truly one you very ahead. willing to go. I'm bored by this old. I'm movie. bored. By this. I, sometimes like this movie's incredible. I'm so fucking bored. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we were talking about that. Going, yeah, some of those movies are designed that way. <laughs> this yeah, is incredible. No. Please, move great on. list. You can you can find it various places. Just look up that book. If we ever do curated lists, I'm sure we'll do the ones that are available on streaming at some one. point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would I would say that I'd probably give Incredible Shrinking Man a, a Mr. Cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but if we had done a full episode on it, I could maybe be talked up to a to a, to a ghost ghost skull alien. Yeah, GSA. I don't absolutely. know. There's some there's some discussion there. Yeah. The I also after y'all left, I watched the Exterminating Angel with Melanie. Okay. That one is uh, a Spanish film, I believe, and it's just about a group of uh, party guests that find themselves unable to leave after the party, not. Not like like the threshold to leave the room that they're in is wide open. They just can't will themselves to walk through it. And Whoa! It's like a very like Twilight Zone style like scathing criticism of the upper class and their like adherence to arbitrary moralities and rules and things. Yo! Very cool. It's very cool. Excellent. Also watched Saw 2 and 3. Melanie <laughs> and I are slowly <laughs> making our way through those. Most of Saw 3, I fell asleep. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, they're, they're what you remember, you know? Saw 2, um, at least. I don't know. I think Saw 2 is I, fine. I give Saw Mr. Cool. For sure. Uh, Saw 2 is like a like a smiley pushing Mr. Cool. Yeah, the glasses and then they, are like nearby. they rapidly make their way down smiley oh, pushing God, towards. Yeah. Yeah. They never get out of smiley for me because I just love like a long series of things that are all doing the identical shit and um, being goofy, you know, but I think maybe one of, maybe like seven might be closer. I, I think everything stays in smiley for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those later ones. I haven't seen like those ones recently. I haven't like, seen the late, late or, like, ones. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, but like, yeah, one through six for me are all smileys because they're complete nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like f- three through four through six are so silly to me that I like, I love, yeah. these are entertaining. 
Yeah. I think all the Saw movies are currently on Pluto TV. Okay, very good. Which we normally don't cover as a streaming service, but I did start checking it out because the Saw movies were there, and Pluto is safe to go to. Okay. Think, think like Tubi, you're going to get ads. They come in very abruptly, seeking to ruin <laughs> your movie-watching experience almost. Uh, but the, it's that... That one is is good to go. Like Pluto, if you see, if our website says it's on Pluto, thebloodystream.com, of course, you're you're safe to use it. I the Exterminating Angel, I think I also rented. I don't think that was anywhere. Yeah, that's also do not mix that up for the Exterminating Angels, which is a French film that I think just features uh, explicit lesbian sex. That was yeah. So I I don't know. Don't ask me why I remember that. Yeah, the Exterminating Angel is <laughs> on the Criterion Channel subscription. If uh, I want to, if you're pretentious, you should get that. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I also, there's just so much shit on Criterion that's not like that's like ridiculous yeah. stuff and like po- almost popcorn things. And you're like, this is in the Criterion collection, and they're like, yeah, we. I love when it shows up. Love but... this shit. <laughs> also watched May, which uh, oh, yeah, 2002, kind of like should have uh, watched April. I don't know how to how to just describe it. Yeah, it's just but it's like an older like late '90s feel where I don't know if you watch horror movies from that era, but it's just like oh yeah, like I'm a wee- weird girl, and this movie doesn't really need to like follow the whole vibe of a normal movie. Like we're it is sufficient for us to be here and act weird. And um, this is the meat. This is the substance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good though. I did. I did like it. Uh, possibly Mr. Cool. Got to talk about, about it. it yeah. But yeah, uh, that's you can find that on Pluto or Two uh, B TV. Big Pluto, Pluto head over here. I know, dude. Pluto's Pluto's <laughs> making moves. You know, sometimes the streaming services just start like reaching out and grabbing things. But I do recommend yeah, watching watching May, stuff. and then if you feel like renting stuff, it's, the Exterminating Angel, and the Incredible Shrinking Man are great. I'll, old, I'll also just ones. say this. Pluto TV is owned by Paramount, so it's oh not you can a, tell yeah, and Tubi is owned by Fox. <laughs> yeah, just in uh, terms of like, that, I think that's so also many... why their quality or like availability of movie might have stepped up because they're go yeah hey business daddy let me have some stuff and they go sure you can have this with ads. There are so many Paramount Plus ads in, oh, on Pluto TV. My God, of course. They I also do local so ads, so there's <laughs> an ad for one of our local candidates, and I'm so close to memorizing it so that I can like say it <laughs> when it's coming on. That's what I do during ads now. I just try to memorize them, which has been that is great fun. Good use of brain power. I like that a lot. Um, right. Yeah, but we're not talking about any of those. Was that thing. it for mentions? That, that way, yeah. Do you have any? No, no, no. Just, just we're talking. Just the shrinking guy. Then we're we're on to talking about audition nineteen ninety nine. For whatever reason, our search engine has a little bit of trouble finding it. Does not like it. Down a little bit. Does not like this movie. In almost any other search engine you go to, if you type in audition, that's the first thing that comes up. I think even on Google, if you just type in audition, it's the the first two results that come up is this movie and not anything about auditions. You know, (laughs) which which I appreciate. It's a fucking trip. You can catch this on Tubi TV or Canopy. Or I watched ones. it on Canopy to feel smart. Yeah, and then you don't have to have the Tubi TV ads. Oh, my God. Because streaming isn't hard with a library card. You paused long enough where I'm like, do I need to? Do I need to? No, was I that? Was, We're okay. not in person, so I'm not coordinating a bit where that yeah, involves okay. like handing it back and forth. Yes. And so, even if we Brian, were in person, we would fuck it up for sure. You would you would blank stare at me, and I'd go, "Please say the thing." <laughs> now, Brian, yeah, this is this makes it to a lot of top lists of yeah. top horror movies of all time, particularly when the lists are done by horror people, like yes. horror directors and, and and such. Yeah. So knowing that it is considered one of the better horror films of all time, what what do you rate it? Well, I knew so I knew that I knew, or rather, okay. I knew it was a well. I guess esteemed horror film and that, and that it was in this like extreme closer to the like extreme category in terms of, that. yeah, I fucking love this movie. This movie's super good. I fucking, I was squealing like a fucking pig in parts of it in fucking like a negative, you know, going, ah, but in the yeah. right way, like, right. 
I wasn't going, I want to turn this off. It was, eh, eh, I got to keep looking, though. I got to, I <laughs> the closest I'll get is fingers over the eye, but I will not actually look away from it. So I would give it, uh, honestly, I'd probably just give it a ghost color. Ooh, this fucking vi- anyway continue it's a good it, no it's for sure a good one i'm probably sitting at a mr cool fair, right now completely fair i can i could I'm, the ghost skull alien is not off the table though for me <laughs> for sure not <laughs> the, the, the ghost the two other ones are waiting in the wings ready to make mr cool into whichever one he is yeah uh, Mr. Cool would probably be the skull in the middle, right? Yeah, so they're the yeah. ghost and the alien are ready to rip the skin and flesh <laughs> the skin off, off of Mr. Cool. Mr. Yeah. Cool to make him the skull. Yeah. Tell, um, so, yeah. yeah, a few few warnings about this one. There is uh, animal violence. Yes. Uh, there is uh, that's there are references to to uh, to abuse and possible sexual abuse. Yes. And child, like of a child as well. Yes, of a child. In terms of that regard, um, that's that's it. So that's it's it in a, terms of like a. It's considered movie. one of the progenitors of like the torture gore, genre yeah. subgenre within horror. And so you can imagine there, but it's not. I don't think it's honestly that extreme. Oh, I, oh yeah, I think it's hard. Maybe not. Ex- you know what I mean? Like I think it is hard versus extreme up there. But like, right? It's hard. Like there's some there's some stuff in no, there. And that's what like, everybody yeah. else says. I, I exactly. Know. Um, it's definitely a progenitor to that genre for sure. There's no like, no. I like this movie a lot, and that definitely spawned a lot of garbage that people go, "I really like this right. movie," and it's like you made a very shallow derivative of this, not understanding why the other stuff made this so good. <laughs> As for the vibe, this is yes. a Japanese horror film, right? Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Takashi Miike uh, is the director. I think I'm. Yeah. I think that last name might probably be wrong, but Dude, it's it's spelled like Mike, but with two eyes. Yeah, M I I K E. I yeah. I'm gonna do my best with these names. Also but, uh, directed Ichi the Killer and Thirteen Assassins and a bunch of other stuff. Obviously, both both of those are are highly regarded. I yes, I'm going to it be watching Ichi, Ichi the, the Killer. killer. That's going to be in my mentions for next week because yeah, I also want to watch that. <laughs> so the the. That vibe, you're familiar with that horror vibe. It's it's usually like a little slower. It's a little bit more ethereal. I'd yes. say there's like like um This is also coming off of I don't think I think the production company had made them. This is coming off of like the ring and Juan yeah. the Grudge. Like the like Ringu and Juan the Grudge. Um Yeah, it was commissioned yeah. because of the success of the ring in particular. So it has some ring, of Ringu. those vibes, like it has some of that template, but not exactly the same. And people also get a little uh, muddled with that because of the American remakes yeah. of those, which are very sanitized and kind of mm-hmm. feel almost like cold in their horror. Um, these are a yeah. little different. They're not exactly the same as that. They're, I find them to be like way more depressing. Yes. And there's a lot of... What about being sad? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Japanese horror, I feel like, always has uh, a character like be sitting sadly smoking a cigarette and then we see like scenes that are built of their imagination or their daydreaming that are like just bizarre in their in their like surrealism that they're presenting absolutely it It feels very um uh, repressed i think would be the way to put it like characters feel very put upon and Mm. we as the audience get the chance to see that expression of what's inside but yeah a lot of people sitting in a dowry office building not being happy or satisfied with an aspect of their life <laughs> yeah so compared compared to american films is it's it, it's going to be slower more serious usually like not, yeah. not as much fun but also the uh the dialogue is, is almost always like far superior On point, and, like the character yeah. interactions are like that's what is keeping you like really really going right like they have more more complex uh things going on yeah there's always there's themes being explored and brought up both through the dialogue and in the actual like language of the film i did find this interesting apparently the director doesn't necessarily consider this horror because apparently in japan and this may be an earlier take that they've kind of whatever uh most of japanese horror or what they would consider that is 
just supernatural stuff. So this yeah. being a thing that doesn't have any supernatural elements, it's in that quasi, like, it's in a weird state of where it is. But we would obviously call this a horror film. Like, right. American audiences, Western audiences would for sure call this a horror film. Yeah. So let's, uh, if, if you, should you watch the movie first? I mean, I will say that if you haven't watched Audition and you don't know anything about it, then I would give yourself the chance to try to exactly. experience everything for the first time because you're not going to know exactly yeah. where it's going to go, which for most of you listening that, are, like most of you that follow horror at all, you probably know a good, you know a good deal it, yeah, about exactly. it, even if you haven't watched it already, in which case it, if you. The things that you've heard, we're not gonna. There's not gonna be any surprises, so you can you can go ahead and listen. But if you don't know what happens in the movie at all, then I I'd watch Just it. It go is watch it. yeah. The 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 main plot is about a uh, uh, Ayuyama is a widowed man <laughs> who is puts on auditions for a a kind of made up movie part. Yeah, but it's that? really to to find his wife. Yes. Sorry, we're just not in the configuration yet. Just... But that's the that's the main plot. That's okay, the, that's the tag. Sure, yes. That's the explanation you'll yes, see. And that's that's, true, that's, that's true. as far as I'm going. I'm yes. saying like that to me alone is interesting enough to if you are yeah. thinking about watching. Like, oh, I do want to watch yeah. this weird older man do auditions to find his wife. To right? try, yeah, to backdoor get a fucking wife. Yeah, widower, I believe. I think. Widow. Yes, widow, widower, not widower. widowed. <laughs> well, if you're like, you would say a widow. And for a, ma- for a male, you'd mm. say widower, I believe. Gotcha. Don't, it doesn't matter. Anyway, should we Yeah, let's do pop it, it open? Um, yeah, we're going to sit on our uh, – we don't have – we just have the little mattress that's nice and, and prim and proper uh, as we do a sensual thumb circle to open the spoiler configuration. Okay. So yeah. the, the first thing okay. I want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> with Audition Hi-ya, is that – <laughs> I watched it when I was way young, closer to when it way in- closer when it came out, sort of thing. Like, uh, no, no, oh, okay, okay, not. Uh, when did not you watch way, it? Way when did you watch uh, it? I was probably like a teenager. Oh, okay, okay, that's okay. That makes um, sense. Then. Yeah, no, it, it had already been out and known for its its deal, and it. it <laughs> It's when you watch deal. horror, it gets touted as like, oh, this this movie is fucking really intense put- and torture porn and this and that. Uh, and I watched it, and I was like, "That wasn't that fucked up." Whatever. <laughs> you're in that teenage mode. You're looking for shit that is you, fucked you up. Want you, know? terrifi- you want terrifying. You want stuff where you're watching everything get completely annihilated. And, but like yeah. serious, you yeah. know. Like I wanted to so like because yeah, sometimes you go to Japanese horror to watch yes. something like crazy fucked up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and that's just not what I got out of edition, so I discounted it, and I was like, I don't really care about this one. I'm gonna move on. It wasn't until uh, I happened to catch part of it on TV a couple years back that I wow. was just watching the the rest <laughs> of the movie, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, did I focus too much on the gore part and for, and miss that the whole rest of the movie actually fucking rips? And that is exactly what happened. That's why I yeah. wanted to do this one and came back around to it finally. And more specifically... Again, like you said, and this is true even while I was watching it, I was going... I was feeling the effects of it, but I was going, oh, they're not, like, some of these are very graphic, you know, like, this just sets mm-hmm. of graphic, you know, imagery, but, like, not as much as I thought, to be honest, and I was like, oh, this is fucking still insane, because the first part of the movie is the whole point to why the last part of the movie is so effective, like, watching it on its face is like, okay, like, yeah, this is gross, or, like, whatever, but the shock is going through that entire journey. Like, right. that's what it is. That's why the ending is so impactful. It's not just, here. here's buckets yeah. of blood. So that's to say, if you're not convinced on watching it yet, that while the, the main thing you might have heard has been how like gross and torture-focused it is, that's actually a very minor part of the film. It yeah. only happens right at the end. Um so this is I I would watch this just for being a good movie honestly. Yeah, it's a well-made film on <laughs> on people who are lonely and the dastardly like the horror that can come from that in both the mundane and extreme way. Like how people process that and the effects that that brings both on their lives and to other people. Yeah, and I, I do think it is a lot more focused on 
loneliness yeah. and uh, relationships with people than like a particular message. You know, how for it's both sure. been like complimented for being feminist and criticized for being misogynist. So, <laughs> I don't really know where it lands there. I think it's because that probably wasn't super the point. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that was in there. But I also enjoy that when you get to go, wait. There, you, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah like, huh? uh, so the, the, the storyline goes, Ayuyama is the one who is doing auditions to find his new wife. His previous wife died of cancer or yes. something like that um, a good number of years ago. He just At lives least with his son. Seven, I think, maybe something around there. Yeah. Yeah, his son's like a little kid when it happens, and he's like pretty much an adult, like a teen. When yeah, uh, during the events of the movie, his son wants him to go find a new wife. He works he in like TV up. production <laughs> or something, and he works yeah his, for like some sort of film studio sort of thing. His friend Yoshikawa, I believe, mm-hmm. is the one who like they're at a bar talking and you know he's it's all everything's like very moody right he's the one who yes. kind of as a joke brings up the idea of doing auditions because Ayoyama has a very specific list of what he's looking for in a <laughs> wife um this is where we have like the the misogynist like the objectification of women coming in because it's it's it is really more like an object to him where it is it needs to meet certain criteria yeah and some of them are like being skilled in a particular craft but not being so successful that you they would really have that independence would, from that right that, well yeah that they would have independence and wouldn't find him attractive like just enough to fit into that thing um but yeah it is also very much like that objectification is also a very obvious tell of like you are not looking for a compa- you are looking for a the equivalent of a teddy bear to hug to fill that gap in your life you know what i yeah. mean like it isn't, I want to meet and make a new connection. It's, I want to not feel empty about my wife being dead. Like, <laughs> sort of Which, thing. Uh, Which is, is further pushed by the fact that he falls as in love as he's ever going to be with Aoyama, the the, the, uh, Asami. the woman he finds. Asami. Asami. Yeah. Sorry, Aoyama. It's fine. Asami. Um, <laughs> You're- after looking at her, uh, the, the file that she sends in for the auditions. Yes. So, like, he reads it and her essay and everything and he's like cool this is the one i and thoroughly that's, love and that is it from there you know? i thoroughly love that they were like here's the essay portion of the turn in your wrist like it was like not a cover letter is a full essay of <laughs> yeah they uh maybe that's going, just the terminology it, but like it was very funny to go <laughs> the going into the auditions honestly that that was like to me, one of like the better parts of the film is the the auditions. The montage I, of them, yeah, yeah. The montage of the auditions are very funny. They have people <laughs> doing all sorts of weird things. It's like uh, the the probably the highest like humor place in the movie, like the, where the spirits are highest. You know, yeah. This is where we've enacted our our plan that will put us through the rest of the movie, and nothing has gone wrong yet. Uh, so, Asami's like one of the last people to interview, so we get or to to audition so uh, we get a lot of a lot of people before then i thoroughly love that we get a break in the montage and then we go back to the montage like there's a full stop to have a little bit of a conversation about stuff and then they continue the montage like they go back to the same editing style you assume it's gonna go to asami now after the montage is over they've taken their break and now asami comes in it's like nope more montage (laughs) (laughs) which is great because the montage also dives into, like, it kind of oscillates back and forth from amusing to almost predatory. Like, there are questions of, like, are, like, would you do sex work? Do you have blah, blah, blah. Like, questions that Yoshikawa, are... Yoshikawa. Yes. Yoshikawa, his friend, is the main... It's it's just Aoyama and Yoshikawa in the room uh, auditioning people, and Yoshikawa asks all sorts of really invasive yeah. questions. I. I don't even know if it's just his normal audition process or if it's on Aoyama's behalf. Because of the way, yeah. While they don't really care about making the movie, they are planning on making it right now. If they can get the, yeah, exactly. Like, if they can do it, they'll make the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They end up not being able to secure funding for it or whatever, so the movie's not getting made, but, like, there was never the point. So I don't know if Yoshikawa is actually auditioning them or, like, those questions are for Aoyama. Which is interesting I think either way. Like, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And interaction. I think that is probably part of the point, right? Like that 
even can't like tell that well, you're this, not sure. this particular scenario is very predatory. It is not actually that different from what the normal auditions yeah. are. They right? also like, it do is, they're always like that. Show breasts in this scene. <laughs> they do. Yeah. <laughs> I was very I was honestly know? very surprised by that. It yeah, so like, Asami does end up coming in yes. through a door that they close behind her, and then she leaves through the open door. Oh yeah, oh, I saw it. Never You're mind. not going to pull the wool over my Mr. eyes. Cool That's only. a Mister Cool, never pushing mind. smiley, pushing smiley. Those sunglasses are transition lenses to be normal again. <laughs> this is where Ayoyama perks up. And actually starts asking his own questions, and it's mostly around Does her not essay. Even and ask he's a like, question. "I think just oh, that's makes right. a statement." Just... And she goes, "Because there's a great pause in it," and she just goes, "Thank you very much." And then they're silent again. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like... he's just so he's drooling over the yeah. yeah, and uh, just to be clear, Ayoyama, like. Well, everything he's doing is very unlikable when when you're being like yeah critical of it. The he does not give like unlikable personality like characteristics. Like the it character's is... not built in such a way to be unlikable based yes. on on personality and vibe. It's like from his actions alone. Exactly, you know? it's from the inherent like, and in the movie, the 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 story is doing that on purpose to show like to for Asami to kind of have an in on what she's doing. But like, yeah, he's clearly doing a lot of this out of being like wanting to feel happy again after mm-hmm. being lonely for seven years. Like he's very yeah. clearly it's, it's an incorrect way and a sort of sad, desperate way to reclaim that. But it is the actions themselves, like intentions aside, the actions are not great. Like it's scummy. It is a thing. I was thinking about it, though. It is a thing. Like, this could absolutely be a rom... Like, if he was a cuter... If he was, like, in his 30s, and they were... She was in her late 20s, and this is obviously... I'm putting this in the West, in America. 100% could be a unironic, romantic, maybe rom-com style movie where they have to like, oh shit, we didn't get the funding, but I want to keep this up. So you pretend to make the movie, you fall in love during the thing, and you're doing all this stuff and you have to reveal that, oh, I didn't because I was trying to whatever. Like, If if the, <laughs> minus the end, if you, yes. if, a, <laughs> if an American producer got like the plot if in they, 1999, this would have been done as a non-critical, like Aoyama is the good yeah. guy and he's likable and we don't see any issues with what he's doing. Like, we People elsewhere were ahead of us yes, on, of on that by quite quite a bit. Absolutely. Um, if, this had, if it had happened in 2010, it still would have been, would have been what, non, yeah. non-critical. Yeah, I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, like what are you talking about? Like this is cute and funny, right? <laughs> I can't believe that woman did that to that cute and adorable man. <laughs> yeah, he's nice. Uh, but he is nice. He's got a great relationship with yeah. his son. Like he's shown in every other aspect of his life to be like a like a nice. He's a good dad. He seems to be man. a nice person. Yeah. yeah, like nothing. He's not a shitbird. <laughs> yeah, except for his except, like, like objectification exactly, yeah. of women. Like, I mean, that's the only part that they show. Precisely. Like, what, yeah, that's his the negative. His flaw in this is very clearly that. Yeah. So he does get. He calls Asami the next day, um, and yeah, you know what? Under, under false pretenses, like ends up going on dates with her, but she starts yeah. to be into it as well. And the movie doesn't get made, and they continue dating. And then she, they have sex. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and they, it's we start to get into like maybe probably situations yeah. with them because we see like multiple parts of scenes at different points and it starts to get a little bit unclear what is like actually happening i actually loved that they do this in they do this during the dates as well where the editing feels jarring on purpose like there are some jump cut style things but and i looked back when i noticed it it was like oh this was to show that they have been talking the whole time that they the restaurant is completely cleared out and then one time they're in the same conversation they turn the other shot, the the the, I forget the matching shot of Asami is. I was like, I don't remember a staircase being behind her. And then they cut back to uh, Aoyama, and they're in a different restaurant on another date. Like 
Literally, right. they're like they do that with the time manipulation. They do a similar thing when they have sex. Maybe one of my favorite things <laughs> is that they're having a conversation one of their dates, and uh, Asami goes into a, a monologue, and the camera's focused on Aoyama's face. And he's like thinking about something else, yeah. or like the the movie kind of tunes out what what Asami is saying, and then later on when shit's getting fucked up, that cuts back to this scene, and you hear what Asami Actually, was saying during that time, touched. and it's when she's talking about her like traumatic abused past. Um, so Very after good. they have yeah, that kind of stuff happens all over the place, and it's great. After they have sex, she disappears for a while. And yeah. uh, Aoyama's not able to reach her, and he's kind of going crazy over it. And he goes to where she had done ballet as a child and mm-hmm. finds her, like, stepdad, uh, who I don't think gets a name. No. and Because it just says old man in wheelchair here on the, Yo, on the cast. Yo, big shout out old man in wheelchair. And, you know, <laughs> it's that one's kind of... He's like, he kind of is bizarre at Aoyama. And he's playing get, piano in a, pl- a boarded up decrepit ballet academy and he turns yeah. in his wheelchair and is very weird to ayama ayama yeah which is like how did he yeah get into the boarded up place For which then is like his, a good point which makes it be like it did is he did we really see him or is it more about ayama at the ballet studio discovering more about the mm. sami's past and that's just how they represented it to us in movie that definitely did happen like that. Not, he definitely like, went there for sure. And yes, exactly. well, I feel like the, the old man in the wheelchair definitely existed at some point yeah. and did abuse Asami. For sure. I mean, it, it, for sure. Aoyama is getting knowledge of things that he has no way to get knowledge of. Somehow. There is a certain point where he, yeah, where things start putting together where you're like, how do you have that connection? That's fucking weird. Yeah. Because, like, leading up to all this also, we do see some of Asami uh, when when Aoyama's not not there. And the one of the most effective horror scenes, I think, in, in the whole movie is, like, her sitting, waiting at the phone for Aoyama to call. And she's just, like, sitting down on her knees, like, with her head down and, like, not moving she for days. She looks horrid in that scene like in the best most complimentary way possible she looks fucking horrifying in that scene like her neck is she's it's way too forward like i something feels very unnatural about her there yeah well in the background you have a giant burlap sack that is clearly like person size and it's not (laughs) moving and the the, you sit on the scene long enough to kind of be like all right that's a stationary bag yeah Blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden the bag like com- like flips Compulses, over completely yeah. like once and it's very scary uh, a good jump a truly good jump scare yeah yeah, yeah not not not, uh, not done in bad faith with done, like yeah. sound or anything yeah right. uh and that's it's specific i've seen that one in, in particular uh touted in in horror documentaries as like a particularly oh, yeah. great moment in like horror history well cuz they also the lead up before that is you get because there it's it's Aoyama debating whether to call because uh, Yoshikawa is that what you said the friend's name was um, the friend is like she seems kind of fucking weird you should not do that like you should wait a little bit before you call her and he's kind of waited 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 and then finally he's like debating staring at the phone and he picks it up and rings and we've already seen the matching shot that we're talking about she's clearly just sitting next to the phone like. It's not yeah. on anything. It's just right there. And she's just sitting on the floor with it. And the close-up on her smile as the phone is ringing, I was like, I am I have to change my drawers right now. This is very <laughs> scary. <laughs> and then, like, so the ring isn't the, like, jump scare part of it. Like, they, they give you ample opportunity with the sound. And then the bag moves. And you're like, holy fucking yeah. shit, I'm going to cry. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. So we... We get all the way to uh, when uh, Asami is not not reaching back out to Aoyama. Yes. And he's like, re- he's like trying to find her. Yoshikawa's like, why are you doing this? This is great that she's gone now. Like, <laughs> she was definitely, something was up with her from what I've seen. And she eventually does show up again and the only other kills Aoyama's dog. Yes. And uh, then 
kidnaps him, like in the paralyzes like, him, incapacitates him, and then starts like the the whole torture scene at the end. This is one of those when that oh god happens. It does. It's when it starts going really surreal and like starts switching between different things. Mm-hmm. One of them being that we find out what's in the giant sack, which is like a uh, a man that she is mutilated. So he's like missing fingers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and she, this is one of the more like intense things. I, oh my God. Yeah. Throws up into like a dog bowl and then puts it out for him. And he like very happily like laps it all up and she like treats him like her dog. And I, that part, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I had forgotten about <laughs> it was, that. It yeah. was very much like, there's some intense, there's some, it's hard. This is a hard movie. It's not like. Yeah, but to me, close. that's the most intense, intense part, honestly. Yeah. Like, that was, yeah. that was the biggest In thing. terms of just sheer graphic, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, Aoyama sees this when he's, like, flipping between scenes after getting incapacitated. Yeah. And that's, that's the big one where it's like, this is at her house, and he doesn't go to her house. He stays Correct. at his house, right? It's a, it, Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a visual, like, you know, it's definitely his, you know, worries and things and whatever manifesting in a certain thing because it, it's also very clearly a dream. You know, that sort of mixed in with it. Um, the the thing, the other place he goes to in, in the in-between, he goes to the ballet academy. And he goes to a restaurant, a bar rather, that uh, Asami mentioned before, and that's where mm. he gets. That's why. That's kind of like where the mutilation, imp, like that's where he fills those gaps in. Is the vic? There was a victim of a female that's victim right. of a murder, and there were when they collected all the potty parts that had been ripped, you know, cut up, they found an extra tongue. Three extra fingers and an extra ear, and on the mutilated man that he sees in his, vi- you know, the vision, dream, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, though that's exactly what's missing from him. So I- again, I think it's like putting, it's just a lot of putting stuff together in a dreamlike way, like without the logic of it. Because yeah. Asami keeps switching between herself and a child version of herself. Sometimes the child version speaks with the adult's voice, like. There's weirdo shit going on in there. It well. switches between that and one of Aoyama's employees. Yes. That it seems that he had slept with one time all, and she was yeah. clearly waiting to try to hope for a relationship he, with he, him. He he uh he said one he said one and done. And it was like you they also see that. That's another subtle yeah. one that you don't even put together until that dream comes in. You go, Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, I knew something was up with yeah. her, but uh so it's I mean it's very possible that the 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 mutilated man in the bag is not real at all. It is like just what he's putting, um, like what he is imagining I, is happening at at uh, potentially zombie's uh, house. I mean, we know that something is in the bag that's moving around though, because that was a scene that wasn't a. It didn't happen during this time, but that the the bag and the location he has imagined correctly without seeing it. So either. It is completely surreal, and he's seeing things he's not supposed to be. Or when we saw it the first time, we're still seeing what he's imagining. Well, what's so interesting, and I actually love this about the movie in terms of keeping the... um, I don't know if it's touching with themes or just keeping that weirdness to it, is I remember when they're doing the ad... You remember when they're doing the ad for the the audition? It's like tomorrow's Valkyrie, the, the champion thing. Right. Yeah, we're listening to it, and we cut. We do a match. We we cut over to uh, what is net. We realize for sure Asami's house, but we see the child version of Asami listening to the radio ad. Like mm. it's very. I remember that going. That's What's right. What's that no. kid? And I'm like, oh my god, that was the movie was showing us that version of Asami, but not the actual. Like, you know what I mean? So it likes to play yeah. with its text and subtext, sort of out there it likes to put things where they're not supposed to be or i guess do the metaphorical in a literal sense i don't know it's something weird well i'm just talking there's people that yeah there's people that even say that the the whole end torture sequence was uh was like in aoyama's mind and it's like his his fears about uh violent revenge being taken for his his, like predation on on a woman um, but the the director has said specifically, like, no, no that she, it did happen. For sure, <laughs> okay, just, he has hallucinations during that. But yeah, for sure happened. Like, <laughs> no. can't stress so I, enough that like 
that that definitely happens we don't really know how much of like what we see of asami before then when ayam is not there is uh is real like physically what we see yeah we do yeah, know yeah, that yeah. she almost for sure burnt down that old bar and murdered some like yes. at least two people you know um probably like like the, the extra body parts imply like yeah she mutilated somebody she mutilated somebody. uh the implication is the records guy that she claims is her patron in the audition because mm-hmm. uh yeah, Yoshikawa that's right, that's says right. he went missing 18 months ago like nobody's fucking seen that guy forever and she like diffuses it in a conversation with Aoyama and he's mm-hmm. more than willing to let it go and not like yeah. all when you're wearing rose colored glasses no they're all red flags <laughs> like they don't look like he red flags will, willfully ignorant he's like oh that explains that yeah. great he immediately goes sure good I like that you said something yeah, don't say anything Please else. Stop. That don't and, implicate more. <laughs> so I feel like Asami is is like is doing and has done all the mo- all the things that the movie yeah. is telling us, but the exact visual of them and maybe exactly how they happen is only how Aoyama is seen. Yeah, so, it's like, a representative. Uh, like it's possible that she does not even have the man in the bag at her at, back at her place, yeah. right? Like maybe. Maybe that's just a an imagination about yeah. it. It's not. It's not for certain one way. There, exactly. And what's interesting is that she goes to a point where she says, "I want to be. I, you know, I want to tell you everything during the torture scene." And she, it, it's hilarious because you go, "Oh yeah, she's been lying the fucking a lot." Um, obviously, but um, even during that, it's a lot of like implied or like half said things. Like it's not a lot of declarative statements. Like she goes, "You're all the same." You know, like, or that's what they mm-hmm. all say. And it's like, that totally implies that she's done this before. And maybe she yeah. has. Maybe and she one just of the fucking ways... hacked people to pieces and fucking didn't matter. Yeah. Even though uh, Aoyama has not, like, stopped being focused on her as the object of his affection, uh, the way that she can explain that everybody does not love her like she wants is because he cares about his son. Yeah. She's like, oh, you told me you were only going to love me, but you clearly love when your son When they too, have so. sex, she says, or maybe not, um, but <laughs> when they meet... I think they have they, sex. For sure. I, they have to. Um, she says, well, you love no one else but me, and he just, he's not thinking with the top head, he's thinking with a different one, and he goes, yes. <laughs> I will love no well, one else. Though, to be you. clear, the implication is heavily only romantic. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, not that you're not, not allowed to love anybody. your son anymore. Well, that's what the Sami says. So, hmm. yeah. um, I do love I that. Said it. He just, know. she goes, I'm going to, she basically is like, I'm going to torture and dismember your son. And he's like, please don't torture and dismember <laughs> my son. And she's like, I'm going to torture and dismember everyone so much harder because you're a liar who said you have yeah, love for your son because you don't want him to be tortured and dismembered. Ew. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, so she, she still has him like uh, drugged up and she her torture primarily consists of uh, putting. Are they acupuncture needles? I believe so. But I wanted to bring up something real quick here. Um, this is a thing. I'm sure it was a trope before or like it was used before, but it was fascinating hearing this and thinking about all the movies in like the 2000s and onward that talk mm-hmm. about this is the idea of the nerve agent that paralyzes you, but lets you oh, yeah. feel everything like because that's a very scary thought and they play it to great effect here. But like, yeah, that idea. I maybe it comes from this, or maybe a lot of people took that inspiration. Like, write that down, write that down. Paralyzed, yeah. but can still be tortured. Like this is it. Almost for. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's. This is what 1999. Yeah. I'm sure even older James Bond films. That's exactly. Yeah, like I'm again. I'm sure it's been used before. I mean, yeah. the fucking movie is based on a novel anyway, so it's not like. <laughs> yeah. I will say that while it's not real, that you could just have like a syringe that you hit somebody with, and like and that yeah. happens to them. Uh, because like one of the big things, the easiest way to, to, to realize that this is made up and phony, right. Is like whenever they have knockout gas or anything like that, it doesn't make sense that we need like a trained, uh, person to apply anesthesia yeah. in surgeries and to be there and to monitor all your levels. So you don't fucking die. And if yet we have just... gases that can just do it on your, <laughs> yeah. Like it is very difficult to slip keep a somebody under that can paralyze, but keep people like their nerves awake. Sure. Yeah, it's hard enough to keep somebody sedated, yeah. let alone like sedate this and not that. Like, 
yeah. that being said, there are people that have gone under for surgery and been and woken up during <sighs> and been able to feel everything but not exactly, been able yeah. to move. Like this has happened to people it's a bot, and yeah. they get like deeply traumatized for the rest of their life because they had to just stay like motionless and feeling all parts of a surgery and couldn't so do anything. I like... apologize if you're about to go down for surgery, oh. but that has happened to people. I, I'm sorry. That's why there is a professional. That's why there is a doctor with a degree. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, but in this case, yes, yeah, she's, she has, she wants that the, to happen. <laughs> she's done the magic thing to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do we want to go over the specifics of this, or do we want to just? I uh, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of the as famous far as part I know, now. it's it's mostly just her putting the needles into different it's, parts of him. So right? yeah, the the basic part of this, and I think the the reason I guess like to talk about it, or, like bring it up, is just about I think the way it is put together because it is just they've been using a lot of long takes where people are just kind of sitting there, and then they use it here, and you're like. Oh no! The payoff is that I have to endure this horrible <laughs> torture scene with no cuts to like fuck you. This suck. Um, they obviously move around and you cut around stuff, but um, yeah, the biggest thing they paralyze and she's talking, she's monologuing, doing this thing, and she takes out a metric fuck ton of acupuncture needles and finds allegedly the most sensitive part of the stomach and just starts boring them directly into his stomach while he can't he can feel it all but can't like fight out of it or anything and she makes this uh it, the subject will say she's saying deeper repeatedly i don't know yeah she's and it sounds like that it's really this, uh, upsetting i knew about it beforehand the, uh, and i was still like hey that's not cool <laughs> The sound is really nice. Her monologuing is nice. Like the her the like the acting from both of them is great. This the the torture of the scene I don't think is is that intense or hard to watch. I mean they don't yeah. you don't see too much like directly. Yeah. Um, and it is at the end of the day just like pretty thin needles going Being into someone. Into I realize that beat in that situation is yeah. totally different. But like if you watch a lot of horror yeah. films, like this is just not going to get on, you like that. On you know? the Rick, yeah, like on the scale of things, like yeah, Terrifier and Terrifier Two had way more like things happening that were insanely bad and like horrific to look at again yeah. i think that context matters so the realism of everything else that we've seen really mm -hmm. gets you feeling trapped with Aoyama, like aoyama going oh my fucking god oh my god oh my god oh my god like they don't show they show the result of the with just a nice little special effect putting a little pin on his uh like the lower eyelids but like they cut away mm -hmm. from that and i was still like wincing at it so yeah in terms of explicit stuff if you've already seen heads explode and get sawed in half and stuff you're not gonna be that fucked up by this but it definitely still has an ew factor to it yeah so that's i mean and that's the, why my, yeah. my big thing is like we should be focusing on that the the movie itself yeah. overall is very good. It's not this scene. Like, the, the scene happening is very important for the yeah. quality of the film, but it's not because the scene is so, like, torture exactly. porn -y, It's a know? It's a horrific climax to a movie. Like, it's, it's yeah. on its face. You're not going, oh, my fucking God, I'm going to, yeah. The throw up, honestly, Granted, the throw up and having a tongueless man, way worse. Tongueless man eat throw up. He was scary. That was way grosser fundamentally than this scene. Yeah. Though I will say, I love how little they cut away from uh, using the garrote wire to cut off his foot. Oh, they, yeah. like, show... You see, like, a bunch of stuff going through. And her glee is really the worst part of that. Because she is, like, having a time with... She is doing, like, a SpongeBob eager dance to, like, get yeah. that foot off of there. And then she... That was the thing. They cut outside, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have to watch this other foot get sawn off. And it's not that because they just go, she looks down and toss it, like casually tosses the foot away to the glass door, and it bounces off, and you're like, I hate this. This is, this is, this is no good. I don't want <laughs> Yeah, I think go go read some reviews of what people say about this scene, and they compare it to things that is like completely like, no, inappropriate yeah. to compare to. It is just like really was, like they say it's like somebody said it. It's like watching real videos of Auschwitz. 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 
Ouch. I don't know why I'm having trouble okay. with that. You have um, all of the syllables. They're just kind of, you move one over. Yeah. Here. That's a weapons grade risky take there. Like, that is. She's like, the what fuck are you, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah, it's a move. <laughs> Completely different. Stop it. Scenario. <laughs> um, which is why I focus so hard on, like, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, it, yeah, it's, um, if you're, you know, milk toast in terms of your stuff, it's definitely intense. But like, yeah, you can I, get it's, through I mean, it, I it, it, it cannot be understood. This is extremely influential yes. on the genre afterwards. Uh, like the the movie Hostel is like a direct child of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that is like largely that's like one of the big the big fathers to, of, of torture porn. I have to we have to do that movie for this show at some point so I can. Have an excuse to. To watch I actually it really like. Hostel. I know, and I have to. I need to watch it again to see if I have a reevaluation of that movie. Anyway, Hostel is another one where it's like everybody focuses on on the gore parts, and I'm like, it. Yes, <laughs> that one for sure. They're it's yeah, Eli. they're doing stuff. You, you know, you can't help. Uh, but that's not why the movie is like mm. good. You know, it's because uh, when you have that intensive of a situation, then them trying to escape it With becomes very yeah. like sweaty. You know, you're just like, oh my god, if you get caught, it's gonna be so fucking Way bad for worse, you. Yeah. It's, um, it's not just Jason Voorhees coming with a machete. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, but the son... So the son was allegedly out and comes home surprisingly. And honestly, I love the little chase sequence because she's yeah. going... She clearly... It's like a gas or a spray or a something... I thought yeah. it was mace for a second, but she like spritzes the back of his head, and I'm like, "What the fuck's happening?" Um, I think it's meant to be like an aerosol paralytic kind of thing. Yeah, she's just like casually spritzing at him, and he's like stepping just enough away to be like, "Hey, stop it! Like, yeah. what's going on?" He's and being, it's like a woman, pretty smart, a woman in a plastic apron has your dad on a ba- a giant burlap bag and cutting his foot off, and you're going, "Hey." Not yeah. what is he's this? Being, he's being the, it's a good it's a good yeah. fight sequence because it's very realistic. It's not like um, he's not John Wicking his way through the house, right? He's being very squirrely, yes. and there's a lot of like oh, and two like stumbling a little bit, try to like, yeah. try to get at each other. It is like very hard to connect without getting your shit fucked the up. Like both. Only ways, thing you know? I'll say, and I enjoyed watching it, but it was it was like this is the Japanese film. Um, you said there's no John Wick stuff. There is one John Wick thing. He sends a kick into her stomach yeah, that almost end. sends the her end. into the stratosphere. <laughs> That's, I, That's it's, so good. They're at the top of the stairs and she runs <laughs> up to him and he just does like a like full a kick, Muay yeah. Thai teep <laughs> kick right into her chest and she goes flying she backwards. clears like the Dragon steps. Ball Z. She does yeah. not roll down them or like bounce anything. Clears them completely. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Well, it's great because that's actually really subtle too is um, she breaks her neck on the way down and you see just enough of the bone clearly protruding pushing but on not the skin, hasn't yeah. broken the skin and you're just like oh my god um yeah. like, oh, are you okay yeah no. there's a great again another uh presumed hallucination by aoyama at the end after she's fallen and broken her neck he can see her like he can see her dead body over there they're both like their heads are like turned yeah, to be looking, looking at, each at each other. And you start hearing, I was, again, I was in headphones for this and this is a good one because mm-hmm. I actually wanted it. Like if that was right. You hear these right. vague squelching sounds and you're like, what the hell's going on? And then she starts talking and she starts saying like old lines, like the previous lines from the movie. But I realized it's all because her neck bone is fucking moving like in the wrong way. So it's like making this guttural, eerie noise yeah. when she has to like breathe talk. And I'm just like, this is terrible. This is so fucking gross. Do you remember what the, the last line she says is? I don't is? remember the last line, unfortunately. I It felt important <laughs> when, it, when she For, said it. You're not I, wrong. I just don't uh, remember. It cuts yeah. so it gets so abruptly to the credits, and I was like, "Geez, wait, what?" Like, <laughs> very shocked to be honest. Um, yeah. But that was like, it, it, I think it was very effective, no matter what. The image of it alone, of that, like, of the way she is just staring and talking to him and saying all of the like platitude, like the stuff that she was saying. It's, that was all... it's something about her being happy that and like that he's talking to her and like yeah. being happy with the situation between them and their yeah. yeah exactly it's very much um, 
Let me see if I can. By the way, and so if it's shouts out to Canopy for not turning on subtitles immediately, and I got, uh, I literally got a minute into the <laughs> film, and they said multiple lines. I'm like, there's no captions for this. Oh God, I gotta turn <laughs> them on. Like I gotta. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you speak Japanese, right? I assume since you're watching <laughs> audition, you must speak, speak Japanese, Japanese, right? Oh, you need the subtitles? Oh, That's okay. okay, child. Okay. <laughs> we'll put on the, the guard, the, the kitty locks the for you. It's fine. Little baby gutterals, if you it's want. It's fine. Like, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, but it was just very shocking for me to do that. Um, I am looking at the end of the movie to see what the last line was. Oh. <laughs> Elmo is, yeah. Uh, but yeah. The yeah the uh, so the thing is if he is imagining her saying that it does show that his mind is still in a place of like oh I liked her and I was bad yeah. to her. It's um Even. oh he he I think he has the last line because she says no one ever understood me I'm glad you did something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then he says something. He says, Says, uh, oh, what does he say, right? I can't do this. This is too. It'll be hard to get over. Oh, that's this. It's that line. It'll be hard to get over, but you'll find life is wonderful one day. Which they were talking about when addressing the trauma of, like, when she initially brings up the child abuse. He just that's that line again. But it's the camera is just on him on the ground with his with his foot clearly vis like the prosthetic clearly visible yeah. over there so it's just like oh no you won't um and the last shot yeah. is her as a child tying the um tying her ballet shoe on that same like the same left foot that i think everyone loses in the people who do lose a foot lose that one mm. in the film primarily um so yeah i don't know uh there's a lot to break down i there. know there's so much going on the, I don't fucking fully understand all no, of it. It's sure. a lot of work. I did want to shout out as a side thing. We can keep talking about it. I just want to shout out as a side thing. Um, uh, My Chemical Romance, a band that we both thoroughly fucking love, um, their video, Honey, This Mirror Isn't Big Enough for the Two of Us, is oh, yeah. just this movie. It's just yeah. this movie. It's so fucking funny how it's just this movie. Um, yeah, and it's one of my favorite songs. Also, and it's got one of the best music exactly. videos. So. A plus, no notes. Um yeah man this i also wanted to mention we, we were just talking about hostile uh it, it's so like influenced by this movie that they actually got the director to be one of the customers oh in hostile. okay that's a little cool that's yeah. cool i appreciate that yeah so they're not like hiding that it but is we like this yeah. thanks to this movie right? which is fair um but yeah i to to have this i know they're not like cheating because there's, like, From Dusk Till Dawn has, like, the gimmick of we're going to fully pretend it's one movie until halfway through, and then it's a completely, like, we lied about what this movie right. was going to be. This one doesn't necessarily do it because its visual style stays the same throughout. It is just a very yeah, dark the, the man in the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's, honestly, that's the big giveaway part of it is... They, they don't let it sit till the third act kind of twist. They show you during that call, which is before they're even really, they've gone too far. It's almost like halfway sort of thing where they show that scene. Like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, something's wrong here. Yeah, like we're going to get some, you know something's going to go wrong. You're just going to have to wait for it. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, exactly. Now we've shown you the bomb under the table and now you will, you know that it's going to go off the table. Bad, yeah, man. I'm just always surprised by like how little of the movie is the torture stuff. It is yeah. just like right at the it's end. One scene that long. Yeah, which so honestly that's, works for me. I mean, that's all I got for audition, though. Uh, yeah, I don't. Or go on auditions, folks. Don't hold auditions. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Don't hold auditions for a fake movie. Because you're gonna get. Yeah, make it sure it's a make real, sure it's a real movie. movie and don't sexually harass. Not for love. Don't sexually harass. Don't fall in love. Now we did this movie uh, because of our uh, the the last movie that we did, uh, Terrifier and Terrifier yes. Two, because we were being little little poopy pants about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to push ourselves more in, into like more gore, yes. starting uh, as a little bit of a palate cleanser, you know, with a movie that we know is good. Audition, everybody loves it, but it's it. still labeled um, an intense category. 
Yes. Next, I want to go for something lower budget. Yes. Still, I think, like, has a good reputation. Um, so next, we're going to start, we're going to do American Mary, which is directed by the Soska sisters. We're going <laughs> to try when we can to let you know what movie we're doing next so that you have time to watch it. If you do want to watch before our, our episode yes. comes out, so we'll be doing American Mary, and you can find that one on Shudder and I think a few other places. Um, but if you want to be sure, yeah, so we'll, go to thebloodystream.com. Of course. Yes, it's also on Tubi TV. God, Tubi. So I want to uh, thank Eyes of Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walk. You can catch John from Eyes of, from Eyes of Astoria or any of our other guests by going to bloodystream.com and checking out the Pod People page. Absolutely. Big shout out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emma. You can find us on some social medias at Bloody Stream Pod, and we will talk to you. Same bloody time. Same bloody channel.